Hey everyone, welcome to this week's Forget the Funnel workshop. Uh, we are super excited to have a dear friend and growth marketing expert on with us today. Uh, please welcome Tiffany De Silva. So Tiffany is both a growth marketing consultant, and I'll let her talk a little bit about that, as well as the founder of Flojo.co, which she'll talk about toward the end of this workshop. But today, Tiffany is going to be talking about how to create SEO pages for SaaS that convert, and also describing how those are a little bit different from uh, writing like really great blog posts, for example. So Tiff, I'm gonna turn it over to you. Great. Um, so just to give a little bit of background of why you should be listening to me and, and where <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I swear I'm legit. Um, I have been doing SEO since I was nine years old, uh, back in the 90s for Ask Jeeves and Yahoo.com. Uh, I created my first website and affiliate website at 11 because I was very nerdy and that was a thing to do in backwoods, New Hampshire. Um, and since then, um, I have been, my whole goal in, in my digital marketing career has been to be a full stack marketer. I wanted to know everything and I wanted to know how everything linked together. So I was lucky enough, uh, based on the, the different companies that I worked for, to start with SEO uh, and go really deep and learn everything about SEO that I could, to PPC, where I worked on, it was a, a company, a publishing company that had 350 websites in-house that uh, I did PPC for in portfolios of about 30 to 40 sites at a time, to uh, then going to um, a startup where I did SEO and SEM combined, so I got to see how that worked within a startup, a SaaS company, and then moved on to, and that was Achievers, and I moved on to Shopify as the head of conversion rate optimization. So in in all of my experience with startups and SaaS companies, um, I've always just wanted to learn different things and, and see how they connect. So uh, after that, I kind of decided to go on my own and to also help startups and small um, to medium-sized businesses do the same thing. So when people come to me, they either come to me with SEO or PPC or just to look over everything to make sure that it looks legit and looks okay. Uh, and even right down to like Google Analytics tracking and stuff. So as a marketing consultant, I get to touch all things and, uh, and kind of play and, and learn still, which I never think there's enough learning to do. So yeah, that's, uh, that's what marketing consultant does in a nutshell. <laughs> so, uh, now, like, let's get started on one of the biggest, I think it might be pet peeves for me or the biggest things that people come to me uh, for. A lot of times when someone comes to me about, I want to create content or I want to be, like, I want to be SEO optimized, uh, I ask them, okay, um, what have you done so far? And usually they'll come to me and say, oh, don't worry, we've created a bunch of blogs and they're doing really great and they get a ton of hits and like we have all the keywords in them. And when I hear all the keywords in them, first of all, my skin crawls, and <laughs> I ask that and they're like, well, we have five keywords we're trying to like, uh, rank for and we put them all within that one blog post every single time. Oh, and no. <laughs> Sorry. I know it hurts. It hurts. Um, and so first my big question is, okay, well, in order to get results, we're going to stop doing blog posts and we're going to start creating SEO pages. And usually um, they look really confused. Uh, so it, it's, I'm, I basically go through the same type of conversation that I'm going to be going on with you guys. Uh, 
kind of talking about the difference between blog versus SEO pages, but also if they're still not convinced, uh, which, which tends to happen, how to then convince your boss using Google Analytics that this actually works. <laughs> and this is how you can break up the different results. So uh, that's kind of what this whole thing will be about. And um, for those of you that are still confused and they still don't get what the difference is between blog and SEO pages, uh, here's, here's the difference and um, kind of my own definitions of what each are. So first, I want you to think of blog pages like the fun, engaging, brand-focused things that they are. I think if you're trying to get people to uh, be excited about your product, the blog is the perfect place to go. It's meant to educate, inspire, and in most cases, just motivate people. And with the result of subscribing to your email address, uh, it's not usually made to, if someone comes in at, for like the 10 top templates for something, um, they might not be in the headspace to buy your product full out. So it's not a page meant to necessarily convert uh, bottom funnel. It's just meant to have people get to know who you are. So the goal there is to keep your brand top of mind. Give, your, give yourself content that you can use in different social media platforms. Uh, on the other hand, and let me, okay, uh, your SEO pages are like sales pages. They're exactly what you think of when you think of PPC landing pages, uh, except that they have a navigation, they, they have different places where you can go. They're, they act as backdoor pages into your website uh, that allow people to have very strong intent to what they were looking for. For example, if someone is looking to buy email marketing software, they're gonna type that into Google they're going to go into your email marketing software page and say, yep, I know what, I'm in the right place. And that whole page is going to be written in a way for someone who's specifically looking for that to sell them on what you're selling. And there you can say, you know, get started or learn more. If, for example, you're saying the top five things that you need to know about your email marketing software, and that's the keyword you're optimizing on a blog, you're not going to get the same. There, they're in a different mode. They're not really ready to get started with you. They probably want more information. They probably don't want a white paper. So these are really, really focused on conversions, on making, um, making your website noticeable under all the keywords that people could be looking for. So my smart definition uh, is <laughs> SEO pages are meant to provide a backdoor into your website by matching the keyword they use to search with a page that matches your user intent and they're really just meant to convert so not keep log your brand in mind really convert now i wanted to show you some examples of how SaaS companies have used the two uh, in their own so here's ad espresso from hootsuite and hootsuite i mean they do a great job in creating these very popular how to get a thousand new instagram followers like lots of buzzfeedy type articles and they're great because they're commented a lot, they're shared a lot, but they're not exactly optimized for anything. Like someone who's looking up how to get new Instagram followers isn't necessarily thinking I want ad espresso, uh, but this gives them a little bit of an insight to learn a little bit more about them. The sign up is still there if they did want it, but ultimately the best thing that you could be using this for is to gain uh, email addresses. Uh, this is an example of an SEO uh, planning page. So. When uh, I looked up business planning software, uh, 
because it was top of mind for me. I found this website and it was beautiful. Like if there's the link up there, if you want to see it yourself, but it shows, you know, business planning software here in the headline. So people know they're in the right place. Uh, it gives you a bunch of information about what you're looking for. It sells you exactly the way that, you know, that good content should, um, a nice landing page follows them along through the different stages of problem, your problem, your solution. Uh, and ultimately they want you to sign up or get started on the software at the end of the day. We look at another example. Here is Adaptive Insights. So these are people that, you know, this article, like this, this happens a lot in SaaS. They create these customer stories that are awesome to push someone uh, further down in the funnel. Uh, these are great for email. These are great for, you know, maybe a white paper you want to hand out on PPC for top of funnel keywords. But ultimately, transforming financial planning and analysis to better fund life-serving research is not something that Adaptive Insights is optimizing. They're not optimizing for anything in this. So this is kind of that blog style article. It's customer stories, I think, fall within that. And also what tends to happen is it, when, you're, when you're a marketer and someone is trying to decide what content are we gonna create, a lot of the times an SEO landing page will be low priority and customer service stories are like, we gotta do this, we gotta do this right now, everyone's gonna be so interested in it. And what I say is people could love it and they'd be interested in them, but how are they gonna enter the site to view it? Uh, so that's kind of the, the mindset you need to have when you're creating these. Um, and then in the same page, uh, luckily, they're, they're doing other smart things and they have a site for financial planning for healthcare. So those people that are looking up specific financial planning uh, software for the healthcare space, they will be able to find this page. Uh, it's modeled in a way where it has like a, a testimonial here. It builds out a little bit more about what their service provides. And then you can start with a free trial uh, when you're done, when you, when you think that you've been sufficient. And if you notice here, they have it for business services, non-for-profit, uh, manufacturing, retail. So people that are looking up financial planning for blank, they're going to find these pages, which is nice. And these pages, uh, I, would, I would assume, are converting highly as a result. So you might be listening to this and you're super excited and <laughs> you're saying, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to create these SEO landing pages as opposed to blog pages but you're gonna hit probably the, the wall that I always hit when I was working at uh, SaaS companies is, and it's usually, for me, it was always the digital marketer up against the product uh, marketer who's like, I have white papers to make, I have customer stories to do, I have all these things and I need all the budget to do so. Uh, and I know all the content writers' attention for it. And for me, um, I want those SEO landing pages that are gonna convert and to bring new leads in. And sometimes my priority gets lower because white papers are, are pretty and they, they look really good and <laughs> people can show like all these great pieces of content that they have. So, and content marketing is just like the obvious thing to much more obvious thing to do and more popular. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And everyone's saying it like every time I would come out, they're like, I haven't heard about this SEO landing page thing. I keep hearing about this inbound thing that like, <laughs> Yeah. It's so much snazzier. So uh, <laughs> normally you'll, you'll have this idea um, and you're going to get that, <laughs> that boss. This is like 
in every instance, no matter if uh, a boss is female, male, whatever, young, uh, I always think of them as Alec Baldwin in my head. Like I, I am the Tina Fey of every situation. Um, and what I'm usually up faced with is a CEO, especially in early stage that's saying like, you know what, my blogs are doing really good. Can't we just like enjoy this while it lasts? Like people are obviously super interested. Uh, and I think that's where our priorities should be. And you know, you hear that and you're just like, like it's, it's upsetting. Um, especially when for me, I know that, uh, those SEO pages do so well. I've been able to see it across so many different, uh, websites and not only in SaaS. I mean, if you were to look up shopify.com slash sitemap, you will see some amazing examples. Like they have a whole sell blank model. That's just all these different pages they've created based on what people are searching for that convert really well, um, that look beautiful. So it's not just like a SaaS thing. This is like, oh, well, they obviously are, but like they, it's, it's something that's being done across different areas, e-commerce, all these things. So it's not just um, in, in that one way. It's, it can be used in so many different areas. But again, you're a little upset. So what I usually do in this case is... I end up saying, okay, if we're, if we're gonna, if you're gonna say no to me right now, I just, I'm asking for a test. I just want to get, do five keywords. Um, I wanna create this, this, um, these pages that I think are gonna convert that are, we don't have any um, pages for right now. We're not optimizing for it right now. Uh, and I wanna build uh, this here and prove to you that they're more successful. These five pages will be more successful than all the blogs, all the white papers, all these things. And I'm, I'm usually, uh, when I say this and I say that, you know, we'll even track it in analytics. I usually get, a, I like analytics. Like let's, <laughs> I, I like tracking things. I like data. So that's kind of my way in. Uh, and sorry. Oh, I thought you said something. Um, yeah. So that, that's my solution let's create not only these five SEO pages, uh, but also content groups within Google Analytics to show, to basically prove, um, and, and it, is, it might not, they might be right in certain situations, but most cases they're not. Um, <laughs> creating these content groups within Google Analytics that you can then compare and contrast um, the different pieces of content. And you should be doing using content groups anyway, uh, whether or not you have, if you don't even, um, if you have SEO pages right now. Would you use content groups, sorry to interrupt, would you use content groups for blog posts as well? Like to, could you put blog posts within content groups? Is that something you'd want to do? Yeah, like, well, I usually put, like you can create different styles of content groups. So, and, and kind of compare things within that. So I would create one, a content group called blog versus SEO, where I have all the blog pages together versus all the SEO pages together. And I compare mm. them based on conversion, but you can also do even within your blog. If you have like in a lot of cases, you have this like internal uh, conflict uh, within people saying, well, I want to write blog articles about this. And I want to write blog articles about that. You can also create more sophisticated uh, rules that will compare different groupings of blog posts so that you can say, you know what, like ultimately this one, you probably don't want to do it based on conversions, but these type of blogs bring in more traffic. They bring in more uh, engagement. People last certain topics. And you mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. So content groups can like, it's one of those areas that no one uses for some reason, but it's just, I love it. <laughs> it's, it's my way of finding like showing the man what's, what's up. Um, <laughs> so for this, um, I kind of want to walk you through this keyword research. So when I'm trying to figure out what the best, uh, approach is, uh, or what, what five keywords I want to use, uh, I start doing a keyword analysis. And, and I'm going to walk you through how, how I do that here. So in the, first of all, I walk away, I'm, I'm one of those people that I do things, there's very specific things I do in a tactile way. Like there's always great to research and sit in front of your computer, but for the beginning of keyword analysis, I take a notebook, I walk away, I may go for a walk or walk somewhere where like I'm not near a computer at all. And I try to think of how do I break down this product into a bunch of different types of topics that I think people are searching for. Um, and in this case, this was a, a client that came to me about, he does video production services and uh, not a SaaS model, but I'm hoping that it will, you'll be able to see also. And so he, first I had to decide, okay, first of all, what is he? Like, he's, is he a content agency? Is he a production agency? He's doing video marketing. There's all these different things that he does. Like, let's, let's write them all out here. Next, what services does he provide? So I start breaking down all the different services he, he provides. Um, it's, it, this list could start with like five things because at this point I'm away from my computer. I don't really know. I'm not in front of it, but at least it gives me a nice base. I look at the different benefits. For SaaS, that might, services might be, sorry, um, like features? Yeah, yeah. Um, and benefits, so different, um, like the solutions is usually where a SaaS model, this is all the different things that you're helping with. Um, for different companies, uh, and this works for SaaS as well. Sometimes you need cities and locations. If certain people are targeting locations or they could be targeting countries or um, even specific, I'm trying to think of what the industries you might do, that's your kind of location. So if this were SaaS network email marketing, for example, it might be email marketing for um, healthcare. Like we said, email marketing for uh, military bases, like just very uh, specific to industry or location in this way. Another thing I like to do um, is write down the questions I have about what they're doing, the FAQs that I think are important. And when I'm done kind of creating my little list of FAQ, frequently asked questions, I then go to a site called Answer the Public, look up what I would think is the main keyword, so video production, let's say. And uh, I look at all the questions that people are asking about it and kind of pop out the ones that I think are useful or that I think would be really helpful for a resources page of some sort. And then other, just the stuff that um, maybe I don't really know how to specify, uh, I'll just put here for later. So this is my base. Uh, keyword list and when I go back to my computer I start building on it and try to find different things still not necessarily looking in a keyword planner it's mostly me just searching for keywords and seeing what the suggested keywords say uh, I also tend to go into let's say um, if I am looking for e-commerce software I'll go click in uh, e-commerce software click on the first result go in leave and 
Google now will pop up with people also search for blank. And that has a nice list of keywords that you can also include. And when I look at that, I also think if Google is saying these are the other things that, you know, people are looking up, maybe you should listen, even if they're not necessarily showing you search volume um, in the next step, which I'll show you. There's a reason why Google is saying these things. So I tend to try to use those and highlight them as they might be important. So now we have our base list. And at this point, I would go into Google Keyword Planner. Um, there's searchvolume.io. There's different types of uh, tools out there. And I put in all the keywords and get the monthly searches, find out what the competition is. Uh, when you download competition or download this from Keyword Planner, it's usually in terms of numbers. So it'll say something like zero to 0.4. And I, I just take that as that's low. 0.4 to 0.6 is medium, and then uh, anything higher is, is high. So this also shows the suggested bid. So what I like to do sometimes is like tell people, okay, if we're gonna go for uh, video production costs, let's say, uh, I could be saving $17 a click just to have this SEO page mm -hmm. ranking instead of someone uh, clicking on an ad. So uh, sometimes this is enough uh, for a boss to be like, Oh yeah, let's, let's create that. Like, I don't want to spend that money, but you might need a little bit more coasting. So I also take this time to categorize my keywords and try to figure out if I were to build this out into a, your nice URL structure, this is how I would break it up. And for you, it might be, you know, features, it might be benefits, it might be industry, it might be, uh, yeah, frequently asked questions or resources, that sort of thing. And, and then, oh, sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to ask, like, how do you prioritize them? But maybe that's what you're doing right now. <laughs> Don't you worry. Um, so now I take the different keywords that, and you can have a certain, you can sort it the way you want to. Uh, I'll take usually anything from a thousand search volume up uh, and bring it into this tab where I will add all the keywords, kind of look through them to make sure they actually make sense. Like if, if something doesn't look right or it's just outside of scope of what I think the site should be built, I, I remove it. Um, but this is for this situation, this is what I had come up with, with kind of the most important keywords. Mm -hmm. And from there, um, so actually let me, I'll come back to priority. But from there I look at link focus. So what I mean by link focus is that there's primary keywords that you're going to go after this is your title your meta or your title that's in the meta um, data your uh, heading uh, it would be something like animation or talking heads or stop motion um, and then there's secondary keywords within it so it might be animation for small businesses animation for and you might not want a separate page for it you might just want it within the page and you can have those keywords there as H2, like your secondary headings within. So you can, that's the only way sometimes when someone says I want five keywords on a page, I'll allow that if it's like so closely related that there's no point in having another page. That's when that is acceptable. Um, not when it's like, you know, post-production and TV commercials and science documentaries all on one page, it, does, it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. uh, so I have those keywords, I have the buckets that I created and I've added the search volume. Now I go through 
and I look at the funnel. Like, where does it stand? Top, middle, bottom funnel. And I start going through those here. And let me try to, yeah. So here I have kind of how things are broken up. And you can see there's middle, there's top. And in most cases, I've gone through and said, you know, a lot of the cases, the bottom funnel is obviously high priority. So I want to attack those first. Um, and middle, sometimes some of the middle um, of the funnel keywords like this is very location specific. And I think like, even though it's middle of funnel and they're not necessarily ready to buy, this could be a really great opportunity. So I'm going to make those high priority. And then medium would be like top of funnel. Uh, things that I don't think, I think that are too broad to really, uh, get someone in and sell them right away. That could be for a later time. Uh, and then low is usually my, um, any, like in this case, it was the work. So it's like your customer stories. You may have specific customer stories. I don't think those are necessarily going to convert really well, but you want them there. Uh, same thing with resources, those frequently asked questions. You want to bring them in on, under that, uh, but it's kind of, I use the low as probably the same level as a blog um, and so from there I look at the different keywords that I think based on search volume based on priority and I decide that those are the ones I want to build and I in this example I went so far as creating my title tag as well mm -hmm. so it would be the, the main keyword music video production plus the name of the uh, brand from there so that's obviously a very fast <laughs> way of looking at keywords. Keyword research, a big topic. <laughs> yeah, huge topic, but uh, that gives you a nice overview. Uh, but now you have to, not only you, you build those pages and, and you, the steps are really, you have to figure out, okay, I need to plan ahead. I need to make sure that I'm capturing the data that's coming in so that I can prove myself later on. So I've done the keyword research. I've created those five pages that I want to start as my um, experiment. And now I'm going to jump into analytics. And first thing I'll check is make sure everything is set up correctly. Uh, do I have goals set up and conversions set up? So in this case, uh, there is a goal set up. Uh, but one thing that I, I tend to do and on the picture here is when you go into this goal, you can actually assign a goal value to it, like a, how much it's worth to get a lead. Now, in a lot of cases, um, we wanna say that we are, we've got that information down, but we all know we don't. Uh, so I put like a dollar, one dollar, and how it helps is that later on when you're looking at content, uh, you can actually look at all of your content and look at the dollar value of it. So the way that Google Analytics will track conversions is they'll track every single page that someone visited up until a conversion and they'll break that dollar across the way. So you'll be able to see like maybe there's one page that you didn't know that was contributing to a lot of the reason why you're converting. You'll be able to see that just by adding that goal value. A lot of the times we don't and in some content views you can't see conversions uh, and it wouldn't really make sense to see conversions because a lot of blogs and stuff don't convert, but you can see if someone entered it through a blog or a uh, SEO page, went here, went there, went there, and all those pages, how they resulted in a 
uh, of value. So I love that dollar value, especially for SaaS, because um, so many people don't use a, a conversion value for SaaS because it's subscription and GA isn't great at doing that. Um, so if you don't have one already set up, that is an amazing, like, um, not hack, but like it's an amazing option and to attach some sort of value for lack of having something else. You could also do it in another view as to not mess up like your actual SaaS values if, if, yeah. if you happen to have be one of the rare people that actually does track that. In yeah. GA. And if you are tracking it, it's even better because you are able to see like the real revenue value of, of right. the different pages. So my gosh, I've only seen it like and since I've been consulting, I've probably consulted 50 or 60 companies. It's only happened once. And I just said, <laughs> wow, like this is amazing. <laughs> like, good for you. Uh, so uh, definitely if you haven't done it already, I would, I would add that goal value um, even before you create content groups. Now, uh, so content groups are found in, if you go into admin, if there's, you'll see property settings in a uh, column and there's a view settings column, column and underneath that is content groups. And they'll give you this little uh, view here where you can, you call it whatever you need to and you can define different rules based on it. So for this, you would call it something like, let me see if I gave it to you. Oops. Yeah, so I did. Uh, so I would call this blog versus SEO. Uh, in the one rule, uh, page contains hashtag, uh, I mean a hashtag, so slash blog, and then done. And then I create another one called um, uh, like SEO pages. Sorry, the first one will be called blog pages. The second one will be called SEO pages. All of that will be called blog versus SEO. And the second one would be, hopefully you have, you've grouped up your SEO pages, not, not even just like for this, but in general, you should have your SEO pages grouped within your URL within a certain area so that it's, it's, it's telling Google that all of them are uh, related to each other. It's just great for SEO to create that nice website structure. So let's say that you'll have your slash locations pages, your slash services pages, your slash features. You can do something like SEO pages and page contains slash location and page contains slash uh, services and, and that would equal all your SEO pages. So again, you name it, blog versus SEO. You define the different rules. One would be blog pages and then define the rule, click done, open up another one, SEO pages, and then have all your rules. and then your content group has been made. And when you want to go into and look at this data, you would then go into your, um, I think it's Audi, no, it's uh, behavior. Uh, you look at site content and you can see that view uh, in analytics and it'll show you, it'll actually allow you to look at content pages as one of the uh, segments of things you can look at. So and it'll break up your data. It'll just group them and say, okay, this is what your SEO pages are doing. This is what your uh, blog pages are doing. And this is the value uh, that it's brought to your company. So you'll be able to understand what that data is. Uh, and the sad thing about all this is that it does take some time. So you have to wait <laughs> super patiently for not only for Google to start like ranking those pages. Uh, and if you haven't done any SEO uh, in the past, you might have 
to drive some links uh, not to your site in general or to these specific pages just to get you higher up in the ranks. Um, but again, create these pages, wait, and here is uh, uh, that example of what you'll see. So here you can go and look up on the primary dimension, your content group. Your, you have your list of the different types of content groupings here, and you'll be able to see average time per page, the unique views, and the other columns there are, are page value and, and conversions. So this is that nice little view that you'll be able to say, okay, blog posts equal this, home versus this, or SEO pages do this, and you can go from there. And then you can just show your boss what's up. <laughs> and usually I, I make sure I'm like dressed real nice, walk in and like have my power stance and uh, and throw down the laptop to show them <laughs> I have my data. And uh, so that's it. That's that's how I create SEO pages. That's the keyword analysis. That's the content grouping. And also why I think it's just so important to have. And for all of you, I guess we can go on to this. <laughs> yeah. Um, for, so for the last couple of years, I, uh, I started to see a, a problem with how people were looking for new tactics uh, and new information uh, with regards to a, a marketing strategy. A lot of the times, as you are, you start to panic and you need new ideas, so you start searching in all those wonderful articles on Twitter and, and you start getting overwhelmed with the information that you see. Uh, I noticed this for myself and I started realizing that what I was doing was kind of writing out index cards of the different ideas I had and just tried to keep it in one place in a more tacti tactical way so that I could get to it later. Uh, and as you can see, I'm, I'm very tactical. I have my like little post-it board. I'm very, in general, that's, that's the way I do it. So I decided at some point that these would be great to share. People started liking them that saw my index cards and asking me to maybe create them for themselves. So I created the Flojo box It's called the growth hacking box and it breaks down everything from how to brainstorm, how to um, acquire new customers, how to retain, how to um, get your customers to advocate for you, how to cash in. And it, it, it breaks it up into this little box of things to do, doing done. So you can actually, pull them out, see which things you want to do, and then track the ones that you've done um, later on. And, and it's great because I've seen companies from, you know, small e-commerce businesses being able to use this all the way to Staples Canada was, uh, has been using it to like do different things. So for all of you, I wanted to give you a, this discount code to save 25% uh, with this um, forget the funnel uh, code and you can learn more about it at bit.ly slash growth blocks. That is so awesome. Thank you so much for that. Um, and also for your, and this, this again, but also for the, for the workshop itself. I mean, that is some meaty, meaty topics right there. Like <laughs> it's some heavy stuff. Um, but it's, it's funny because it can be really intimidating. Similar to you, my, I started like my first sort of venture into online marketing also started in SEO. I guess it's kind of like a natural place to go. And then natural next thing after that is like PPC. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I definitely hung out there for a few years, but it's, and I love seeing the keyword research process, but like not a lot of people get, um, 
that intro, like the same intro you and I had, they may have an intro like content marketing is their way into marketing and SEO and keyword research, though obviously we would both agree and we would all agree that like SEO is a really important part of content marketing, but the, <laughs> but the technical parts of it often get left out. Um, and so thank you so much for running through that process. Uh, I would encourage everybody to like go back and watch it again, like go through that again, because I, as obviously you're, you're in, in like trying not to take too much time. You're trying to go quickly, but like, I would encourage everybody to go back and watch that process again. Cause it's so, so valuable. Mm -hmm. Uh, so thanks so much for that. Um, and then the, like the GA stuff, I mean, GA is sort of a, I mean, Claire chime in obviously, but like GA and tracking are something that come up week over week in this community. It's a pain point for almost every marketer. Um, so I love that you, you dug into that too. And I've never used content groups in GA. I don't know, Claire, if you have, but I never have. That's awesome. I'm definitely going to try that. It's kind of like eating your vegetables. I know I'm supposed to, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not a GA wizard, admittedly. Um, I mean, I use it in, I use it in, <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's, it's a, it's kind of a Pandora's box, right? Like you open it up and you're like, Oh my God, there's so much, there's so much happening here. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's so much you could do with it. Um, and even I use it in, in the most fundamental ways. Um, so when it comes to sophisticated things like using content groups to compare, um, I can totally see why when you start working with clients, uh, they're, for the majority of them, they're like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Especially the tracking part. Like they might, yeah. they're like, yeah, of course we, we know we need SEO, but not, but they don't put the, the tools in place to actually show your work and, and show how they, how they compare it to other efforts. So yeah. you can compare the ROI of like big effort. They're both doing blog content is like, that's a lot of resources and time that companies spend on producing that kind of content. It, you should always be checking whether or not you're getting the return on that time invested. So this and is a great way to do that. It's a, it's a sore topic also for, especially when you're coming in to a SaaS company and you might be like, you're trying to, you know, make room for yourself. And there's people that have been doing things the same way for, you know, a couple of years and they've become within the organization, they've become known for it and, and everyone thinks they're doing a job and you can actually see in the data that maybe it's not necessarily the best. So in a lot of cases, when I'm creating content groups, I'm doing it in stealth mode. Like, cause you know, first of all, you need to see what is going to come out and who you're actually annoying by providing this data. Uh, because it could be something where their whole strategy has been wrong, uh, right. based on what you've learned. So yeah. Yeah, content groups can be that thing that I love it for even my own. Because um, for me with Flojo, for example, SEO pages haven't been that useful, which is crazy. That's why I said it can, it might not be the case because people aren't exactly looking. They're looking for growth hacking tips, but right. that's not what they're looking for when they come in. So I've been I've been struggling myself with what SEO pages work. But for me, putting up a blog post, weirdly enough, ends up working. Like, but it actually because it's a small transaction, mm. people will buy it because they, they trust the product. So um, even though I'm saying this and saying that it, it works, it tends to work a lot, especially with SaaS, um, that I still run up against that one. And I'm like that, I'm telling myself, like me, I've like broken myself up into two people. And like the Alec Baldwin of me is like, we're, we're creating blog posts. So I'm like, prove to me that this is going to work. And then right. it just goes against my 
nature. <laughs> but it's, it's all, at the end of the day, it's all content. And so even if you are the type of marketer that's focused on blog content and that's been where you've spent the majority of your time is on blog content, this is still content. It's just like you're, they still have to be super valuable pages. They still need, I mean, I know there's, there's some rules as to like the on page optimization stuff, which we didn't get to get into. Um, if you have like a favorite source for where to go to find out about the on page optimization stuff, um, by all means, please do share it with us and we'll include them in the, in the show notes. Um, but just going back to what I was saying, it's a piece of content that you're producing. This SEO page needs to be valuable. It needs to be enjoyable. It needs to be a pleasant place to land. It needs to reassure you that you were in the right place and do all of the things that, um, with a different target, mind you, cause they, it's a different, um, it's a different type of content, but it's still content that is built to sort of, you know, communicate something and convince and convert for lack of a better, I can't believe I just used that term, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know there's a business somewhere that I just promoted <laughs> inadvertently. Um, but it's still content. And so if you are, if you happen to be the person who spends most of your time on content marketing, this is still content marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's pretty like, I'm saying this as someone in the PPC side who makes landing pages a lot. It's the same type of idea of creating PPC landing pages. Those really fun sales copy, like mm. you're, you're really kind of breaking it down and, and trying to push people down into the funnel. But also like every time someone looks at me like I have four heads when I'm asking them to do this, I'm like, what was the last time you wanted to buy something and you decided instead of buying e-commerce software, you decided to look up top 10 best templates right. uh, for my e-commerce website. Like that didn't happen. So why would you think that that's the best route to go to bring in uh, like new customers, for example. Mm -hmm. So I think that um, you have to also look at what you do <laughs> and remind yourself that you're yeah. using Google all day long without thinking. Uh, and this is ultimately the types of pages that no matter what, like even if it, you just make them now and blog your way to, to heaven right after, but as long as you spend at least some, <laughs> like three months of your time to start creating, building these. Yeah. I love the blog your way to heaven. <laughs> and we all know, we've all experienced doing these types of searches in Google and ending up on websites, like not on PPC pages or not on blog pages, but we end up on websites where we're like, uh, how did I get here? This is not what I expected. This is not the best experience. Like imagine if you were actually serving up the best experience possible on your website, like how much that could do for not only the conversion rates on your website, but for traffic and links and all sorts of like amazing things. So, and what yeah. if someone was looking up something like buy accounting software, buy or accounting right. software price. And they came yeah. into your blog about, cause you use that word a bunch of times within that blog. And all of a sudden you're kind of stuck in this blog about just accounting in general or like top 10 tips or something like that. Doesn't it break your heart a little to know? I was going to buy software, but instead I'll just subscribe to your blog. Like, yeah, it's like they were ready. You had them and you decided to use these keywords throughout every single blog post. And that's all that people are seeing now. So it's just, and it's not to say you have to go through and like delete everything. It's just to say that you need to create these pages and, and Google hopefully will optimize your site in a way to know that these are the most important. And mm -hmm. this is the page that will 
give the results that that person with that intent is is needing but you you need to provide that to google like google's not gonna like try to decipher <laughs> this is what your site is about like right uh, it's whatever they see i want to throw one last question at you that i'm sure you will hate getting but i need to do it anyway if if somebody was going to okay fine i'm going to do these content groups i'm going to create these pages um and all the on-page sort of best practices how long do you think they should give themselves in order to sort of like kick off the experiment and close it down or not close it down, but like to say, okay, here are, are my results. Like, would you say, is this like a six month thing? Is it a two month thing? Is it a year long thing? Like how long do you think? You I have? usually hurt people when I say that it could take <laughs> six months to a year to yeah. see results. Um, but if you're like, if you just buckle down and create like those five pages in month one, instead of letting it linger, mm -hmm. um, you can create those pages. Again, go back to creating blogs after and just kind of forget that you made these. Um, Set a and, calendar reminder. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then look back on it within the three month point. Okay. And then again at the six month point. And hopefully you'll start seeing, depending on how it's ranking, um, but hopefully you'll start seeing some traffic and things within there. What I like to do, like, uh, for example, I did this for a psychologist client where we broke up all the, they had just regular pages, you know, meet the doctors, do all this, but we broke it up into issues that someone might have and treatment. So in the issues, it was like the different addictions someone might have, different problems. And then in the um, treatments, we had psychotherapy, psychologists, like and, with the location. So psychologists, Toronto, psychotherapy, Toronto, mm -hmm. mindfulness, Toronto, and, and just created those pages. And so we built all those out kind of forgot about they redesigned the, the website and then like it's been like a year now we're seeing a hundred percent increase not only in traffic but in conversions and wow. it was, they just didn't have any pages that were really it was just the home page people were coming in because they knew about them signing up um to make an appointment but they weren't i mean they had nothing else and they had their blogs and now they have just like, and that's just some of the pages that are being, all of them now are, are ranking uh, in top 10, but all those little like entrance ways were never there before. And it's, it's so cool to see that um, they're able, and, and not only are they able to be seen for all these different, but certain people with certain specialties within the organization now get to actually focus on the things that they like because there's a page for them and, and right. you don't think of that, right? Yeah. That's awesome. And it's maybe the one exception where like you kind of set it and then you force yourself to forget about it for a little bit. Not that you shouldn't revisit, but you actually do get to set it and forget it for, a t for at least a certain time. And it's probably better too. Otherwise you might drive yourself crazy. Yeah. Um, last thing, um, we are offering you up on Twitter here. So basically anybody who wants to learn more, uh, go find Tiff on Twitter under Bella Stone, you do do training as well, which we didn't really get to talk about much, but uh, I would definitely encourage everybody to follow Tiff just like in general, in like life follow Tiff, but also follow her on Twitter. Uh, because I mean, tell us maybe a little bit about some of the training that you do that is coming up. Uh, For sure. So um, I'm in the process of creating a company called Full Stack Society and it's gonna be selling marketing courses, very specific hands-on training. So the SEO audit uh, that I do to my clients, I'll be selling and walking through each uh, 
process, uh, providing my templates, providing the report that I even give to uh, my own clients so that you can do this in-house and you can really, that's the only way you're gonna learn is by doing. Um, and, the, and on the other side, the nice thing about it is every time you buy one of these courses, um, you'll be actually giving a course to someone who's in need. So uh, it's called the Fresh Start Program. So people that are within different organizations, uh, like the YWCA that need a fresh start, maybe had, are in low-income, single moms, uh, women of domestic violence for the beginning, you'll be able to provide them a fresh start. So uh, it's it's a nice social enterprise. I've, I, I wanted to give back, but I also wanted to provide uh, a new avenue because I love SEO so much. I think we need diversity and I think this is the perfect way to bring people in. So that's coming. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Um, so yes, definitely follow Tiffany to find out more about that when that uh, launches. And yeah, I guess, I mean, I guess that's it. Thank you so much, everybody, for taking time out of your day and joining us. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone.